Father, we thank you for tonight. We are grateful once again to hear your word, especially on the teaching of your word regarding eternity. Father, we are even glad of this assurance you've given to us for what you have prepared for us. And tonight, even as we have this opportunity to hear your word, grant unto me the utterance. Let me speak nothing but your word regarding this all-important matter. For which reason you came to die for us. Lord, I thank you and I bless you. Open the hearts of each one of us, even as your word comes forth. And Father, speak to us. May your name be praised. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Once again, we are going to share on the topic, making eternity your pursuit. Hallelujah. But before we go into it, let's quickly look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 1, just to set our minds. There's a scripture there which I find very interesting, Philippians chapter 1. It says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious. But for you, it is safe. Hallelujah. You know, there are certain things we keep on hearing them, hearing them. And sometimes I say, but we've heard it. We've heard it. But what Paul is saying is that it is safe for us to keep on hearing these sayings. And that is what I believe even tonight, even before we start. Just in case you said, oh, but we have heard it. Paul is saying it is safe to hear certain things. So that is why for him it is not even tedious. But he will keep on reminding us. Hallelujah. And you know, this subject matter of eternity, I've been asking myself, is this something that really a lot of people prepare for it? If you ask the average Christian, he will tell you he wants to go to heaven. Even those who are not Christians, they will tell you, everybody wants to go to heaven. But I was just looking at, I believe we've all been to school before we've taken examination. You may have been in secondary school, whatever it is. Going to classes, going to lab, going to the dining hall, entertainment and everything. But if you do not prepare for examination, what will happen to you? The fact that you are in school doesn't guarantee you that you make it. If you do not apply yourself to why you are there and say there's an examination which should be coming, whether it's a three year or four year, 
there will be an examination for which you have to prepare for it. And you do not prepare for it. And the fact that you've just been to school alone is not enough to guarantee us that automatically you will come out of flying colors in that examination. But that is what most of us do as Christians. So even as a church, as a body of Christ, yes, we come to church. We all come. The average Christian comes. But is it enough that just because I come to church, just because I belong to the body, without any preparation, and therefore pursuing the matter of eternity with God, if you do not pursue and prepare, I'm not too sure it will just come automatically. Because you have to apply yourself to it. You have to apply yourself to it. But unfortunately, I have not ministered or tried to share the gospel one-on-one with members of this church. But I try to evangelize. And most people I speak to hardly read their Bibles. Maybe this church it doesn't apply to us. Almost every other day, I try to speak to somebody. And most people don't read their Bibles. They don't go to church. They don't pray. But when I speak to them, they tell me, I want to go to heaven. In fact, today I spoke to somebody who said, for six months, he hasn't touched his Bible. He's not been to church. But he said he's looking for a good church. So I said, but why criteria? Since you yourself are not reading the Bible, what are you going to use to assess the good church that you are looking for? But we say we are all going to heaven. And this is the issue. There is no preparation whatsoever. Yesterday our brother Stanley spoke. He said eternity, the meaning is that it is what? Timeless. There is no end. And said eternity, it's either with God or without God. And what are we talking about? The sufferings associated with eternity without God. Fear, panic, tears, rejection, suffering were all mentioned. Of course, eternity with God, where we all want to be. Very glorious. He said it's a place of worship, reunion. You see the Lord face to face. Scripture that whether they understand, we will get to understand. But you will find that in the midst of all of this, we do not prepare for it. And that is one of the points tonight I would like us to reflect. There are four key, four key areas I would like us to reflect on tonight. One, for the fact that we do not prepare 
for eternity. Even though we are supposed to pursue it, there is a lack of preparation or maybe completely no preparation at all. Then secondly, we'll also look at those who've gone ahead of us. How they prepared to make it. Thirdly, the influence of the world which has become a strong stumbling block. And last but not the least, fourthly, what should motivate us? So these are the four key points around which we'll try and look at this subject matter of making eternity your pursuit. Pursuit means following after something. Some verses, some even say chasing. Making sure you get it. Making sure you achieve it. Since you are pursuing it. That is why I said just coming and belonging to the body without a deliberate effort to look for it, to follow, doesn't give you that guarantee. You must chase it. You must look for it. There has to be an action. Spend time on it. Engage yourself in it. That this thing, it is so important to me that I must make it. It is very, very important. And because of its importance, I must do everything to make it. That has to be the attitude. But if that attitude is not there, and what we think is that, well, we have come. That alone is not enough. Hallelujah. And what even makes it fearful is that in Luke chapter 13, verse 24, I believe, there's a statement Jesus made. Luke thirteen twenty four. He says, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many I say to you will seek to enter and will not be able. With all the things that we said yesterday, street of gold, which everybody says it's Oh, heaven is full of streets of gold. No tears. No worries. Just still. The Lord is saying, many will strive to enter through the narrow gate, but will not be able. Many will try, but will not be able. Very few can find it. Very few people can overcome. Scripture even says some will fall away. And beloved, for me, this is what makes it fearful. First, there is lack of preparation. He says many will strive, but they will not make it. And even those who are trying to make it, some will fall away. If you look at this picture, it is not an exercise or a venture 
or a project that should be taken lightly by anybody. That is why we have to pursue. Go after it. Go for it. Because without any determination, it will not just come like that. So under the first point of lack of preparation, Matthew 25 verse 3. Here are ten virgins. If actually we have prepared ourselves that we are pursuing eternity, it is serious to us. And we think it's something on our hearts. And we want to make it. Because our Lord is coming. And we have done serious preparation. Then he said, those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. This subject matter, Brother Billy has preached on it here, in the same place. I don't know how many of you remember. In the sorrow of the ten virgins. I think the first time he preached here. And ever since, getting to almost ten years also. It has not been lost on me. Because these were ten Ladies who in their minds were ready for the coming of the Lord. They took their lamps, but they left the oil. Lack of preparation. And I'm saying, if we are pursuing eternity, if you say this is a goal we are pursuing, should we forget an important thing? As the oil. Maybe in her days, that's what she left out. For you and I, I don't know what the Lord is telling us. In our preparation, is there anything that we have left out? Because we'll be talking about the ten virgins. That was their time. Five left out, their oil was not enough. For you and I, I don't know what is not enough. Jesus getting to the cross, asked the other disciples, stand and pray with me. So that I can withstand temptation. For some of us, it might be prayerlessness. That may be our waterloo. Without prayer. Because without prayer, when temptation comes, you fall. So in our preparation, we have to be thorough. What is the Lord looking for? For somebody it was oil. What has the Lord spoken to us about? Concerning eternity. That whether we have paid attention or we have not. If we have not paid attention, we are like the five foolish virgins. Remember, we are talking about pursuing eternity. Pursuing eternity. In Matthew 22, 10 to 11, somebody has also been invited for the wedding, but had no garment. If truly you are pursuing eternity, how would you ever go to a wedding 
move the other gown. When you've not been called to come and just clean the place, but come to be a guest. So he says, So those servants went into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good, and the wedding hall was full, filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have a wedding gown. Was he pursuing? Was he serious to go for the wedding? Like I said, how can I go for a wedding without a gown? And I said, I have come. We are pursuing eternity. And I'm saying there is complete lack of preparation on behalf of most people. That is why I find this subject matter very, very important. Because if you are not thorough in saying, what is the Lord looking for? Somebody left the garment. Somebody left oil. In Revelation 16, 15, some couldn't keep their white garments. It's all part of the preparation. So the issue of lack of preparation or none at all because we are there. It will come. And we think, well, we'll go to heaven. But I do not think it's that easy. <laughs> I was telling a young man today, heaven is not like just going through somebody's backyard. Where you just walk. God himself has prepared a place. And if we are going and we don't prepare and pursue this matter carefully. Maybe Colonel can share with us. In the military, I know we haven't gone for war yet, but I believe the soldiers are already, always prepared. You'd like to share with us. What, what do you do in preparing for us? How do you call it? By way of our training. Yes, sir. By way of our training, periodically, they paint the scenario as if there's a war and the various phases of war when we are supposed to go in an attack, how we have to deploy, how we have to move our forces, when we are in defense, how we have to conduct ourselves. And so the scenario is painted as if there is real war and we go through the various drills in war so that when we face the realities, we'll be able to stand the test of time. Amen. I'm sure those in the fire service can you imagine if they are water and the vans are not ready and there is fire. That is how we should begin to look at this issue. State of readiness. So in Matthew 24 verse 44, the Lord said, we are not ready. Matthew 24 verse 44. Therefore you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Some are not even ready at all. No preparation, no readiness, but we say we are going to heaven. But thank God there are experiences of others who live all their lives 
And their goal was that they were longing to be in heaven on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Their lives were such that every moment they were going. And a lot of these saints, but sometimes even when you realize, like, it even makes death beautiful. <laughs> you know why? As, as, as they lay on their bed, some will even tell you, we see the heavens open. And they laid their lives. They pursued eternity to understand that it was the matter they were going. See, I can see the Lord calling me. I can see the heavens opened. Christ is calling me. And all their lives, they lived in preparation because heaven was their goal. But today's typical Christian, heaven is not the main goal. Because you look at most things, we are looking for this, we are looking for that, we are looking for that. If the heaven comes in, that is only a wish. But we need to go beyond the wish and to plan and to pursue it. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ, for example, could say, I commend my spirit into your hands because he knew what he had done. He had prepared to go back to heaven. Stephen could say in Acts 7.59, Receive my spirit. Because again, he has prepared and laid for it. Paul in 2 Timothy 4 says, said, My time of departure is at hand. He knew the life that he had lived. He had pursued eternity right from the time that he encountered Christ at Damascus. D.L. Moody, hours before his death, said, I could see the earth receding. Heaven is opening. God is calling. And this is the man who laid all his life pursuing eternity. That is what I'm saying. If we are challenging ourselves to live as the old saints, we can pick a leaf from their lives. They lived longing for heaven. In all their minds, they live longing for heaven. They say, We are going. We don't belong to this place. We don't belong to the earth. That was their mindset. We are here as strangers. In Hebrews 11, we know of the encounter of Abraham. There was something they were looking for. Hebrews 11, chapter, Hebrews 11, verses 10 and 11. He said, For he looked for a city which have foundations, whose builder and maker is. You must look for something. You must look for heaven. And he looked. Verse 14 also says, For they that such things declare plain that they seek a country. They did not belong. They did not 
belong here. So the first part is that what can we learn from some of these saints, for example? I mentioned D.L. Moody, Paul, John Locke, the same thing. There is also the star story of an overseer of a church in our nation who once said, as for me, I'll even say it in Ukraine, And this is the head of a church. And days before he passed on, because there's been a division in the church, and he had formed one, the other church wanted to extend a hand of the olive tree. He said he was not ready. That's why I'm saying this subject matter. If you are not determined to pursue, to see the real homeland, it will not come just like that. And for the saints of old who made it, what are some of their lifestyles? They had time for the word. I mean, they could immerse themselves in the word for hours. If you read about the accounts of all of these saints, if they say when they were studying Bible, they were studying Bible. It was not just morning devotion. They had time to go deep into the Bible. Study. Deep study. If it is prayer, hours in prayer. Some will pray, even hours to their death, they just pass on. And this one, you know, straight is into the arms of the Lord. Hours. Last Sunday we had building our spirits. Building our spirits. They were committed to building their spirits. And some of them, when you read, sometimes they will not be, I mean, they will be sick, but they will be up and doing. It's like their bodies didn't matter to them. This was the spirit. Building the spirit. Building the spirit. Time with God. Committed to God. Being with God. They lived a life of devotion and commitment to God. Sometimes I say to myself, is it because at that point in time there were no distractions? Or there was nothing to behold? Except the word. All your time was in the word. Prayer, devotion, commitment to the truth. Resisted all temptations of impurity. Renounced all worldly things, prestigious associations. They desired pure doctrine. And they just wanted to commune with Christ. I mean, that was all their manner. And you could see that they had a focus. There was a journey ahead of them. And he said, this heaven, I must pursue it. I must pursue it. I must make it. I have to be there. So all their life, they dropped everything. If it was holiness, holiness, live for it. If it was standing for the truth, stand for it. No compromise. Even when the churches were doing what was not right, I mean, that's where I could see the term a godless clergy. 
and they could tell them, this clergy, you are godless. Because they know what they were contending for. They were contending for the faith and the truth. They were contending for the place where they wanted to be. They wanted to be with heaven. And that means pursuing eternity. That is real pursuit of eternity. Because they had seen something. And there's a distance. I must be there. I must be there. I must be there. Because I have seen it. I have heard it. Christ says, there is heaven. I must make it. I must drop everything and make it. There has to be a determination. There has to be a determination. I must make it. And they were deeply involved in making their salvation sure. Why would the scripture say, work out your salvation with fear and trembling if it is that cheap? Why would Paul say that? Work it out with fear and trembling. You have to pursue something. And you must set yourself at it. That I have to do one, two, A, B, and make it. It is not going to come just like that. If it is commitment to the Lord, there has to be commitment with the Lord. Staying in His presence, I must stay in His presence. Being in the fellowship, I must be in the fellowship. If it's prayer, prayer. Building my spiritual life, I have to do it. And they were committed in doing it. And all their lives, this thing, I must pursue it. Because like I said on Sunday, if it's any course we are doing, we'll do it. We'll drink all the coffee. Whatever we do, we must stay all night and make it. But let's stay all night for the Lord. Is it because just this week, I think the person supposed to be the oldest person on the earth, 148 years, has passed away in Indonesia. I said myself, he was here for only 148 years. But those who died 4,000 years ago are not dead. Moses, we'll go and meet him. That is over 4,000. So, this 148 years is only a time for our preparation for eternity. Whether yours will be 60 or 70. Amazingly, most of the early saints who died, some were even below 60. 36. You know, we are happy, we want to live long. It's fine. But as we live long, let's make sure that we are not contaminating ourselves, but we are preparing for the real place. So that 100 years or 80 years on this earth should be a time of real preparation. For eternity. And like I said yesterday, eternity with God. So the years that the Lord is giving to us on this earth, I need to ask myself, what am I using the days for? The years that the Lord is giving to us, what are the days for? 
What, why do we want to live long on this earth here? For what? To get up. Just go and work and come. Then maybe on Saturday, there's a child naming you go. Afternoon wedding. Some will travel for funeral. That's all. That's all that we are doing. But there is a serious matter before us. The people of old, they had a focus. You know, when somebody passed on, he passed on. The kind of things we spent time on, they didn't do those things. And these were people who had died gloriously in bed, but their burials and everything so simple. But they were going to a better place. But we spent time on things that really do not really matter. Pursuit of eternity. And I'm saying, if you don't make it a goal and say, I really want to make it, it will not just come just like that. So yes, 148 years, the oldest person in Indonesia. And I'm saying, if she didn't live her life to prepare her for the next phase of life, Eternity as was defined yesterday has no end. It has no end. So, beloved, these days that we have here, let's make it profitable. Pursuing eternity in the real sense of eternity, that there is a place to be where we have to be, to be with God. And those who have gone ahead and who have made it and they were there, they did it in a special way to please the Lord. And that should be how we should live our lives. Because we are allowing too many things to obstruct us. Too many things. But Christ said, if you want to follow me, deny yourself and follow me. A life of holiness. And really follow him. You know, this eternity thing, look at the rich young man. Go and sell and come and follow me. And the man was looking at his possessions. Was he serious? And I'm sure today we will still be talking about eternity. And what we are saying, it won't kick somebody. Because his eyes is on his possessions. But if the Lord doesn't open our eyes to see what is in eternity, what is there, something can also be like the rich young man. Because your heart will be in something else. What we don't know is that all those things, a lot of the things are just passing away. So I've spoken about the fact that the first point that we need to do a lot of preparation and to be ready if we are to pursue eternity and make it a reality. The second point is that the saints who have gone ahead of us, they had a certain life that they left. They were longing to be in heaven. And the lives that they led, you could see that they, they meant business. The third point had to do with the fact that we have allowed the issues of the world
to be a stumbling block. <clears throat> because that is what we think we are seeing. And that is what we see today. And that has become a major, major, major stumbling block. <clears throat> but I believe as you are all aware, it's all passing through. It's all passing through. And this world and what is office, it's all fading and passing through. As I was preparing, I was reflecting on some of the things the Lord, by the grace, I was able to achieve. And I said to myself, it's nothing. I remember in 2011, found myself in Geneva, making a statement after that, after, before 150 countries. After that, an applause, but it's meaningless. You understand? International Labor Organization. Found myself international social security meeting meeting in Gabon Libre nineteen sixty six. Did a presentation after that standing ovation, meaningless, vanity. These were important platforms, but I'm saying they were meaningless. But that is why we want as we want fame. Influence, those are the things which capture us. But as reflecting, I said to myself, all those things are meaningless. Those are not the things that will take me to eternity. It won't take me anywhere. Federation of, Public, uh, of, uh, Federation of African Public Relations Association, I remember in 95 Zimbabwe, same thing. All African public relations practitioners. But after that, meaningless. Vanity. But this is what has become a major stumbling block. Because people want to have a stake in this world. But what we don't know is that this world is passing away. It's passing away. Why would you want to have a stake in something which is passing away? Why would you want to have a stake? I think in Second Peter chapter 2 verse 13, not only is it passing away, it's going to melt. In Second Peter chapter 3 verse 12 verse 10, Fading, passing away, going away. Second Peter chapter 3 verses 10 to 12 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up, including temples. And you go to the verse of looking for the looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. But that is the world in which a lot of people have put their stake, and it has become a stumbling block. What we need in this earth 
is the little that you can get to buy food and where to lay your head. A little clothing. Beyond that, if you are eternally focused, what you are chasing is a waste of time. It's a waste of time. And if you are not careful, you may put your heart into it. And as you put your heart into it, you are not able to prepare adequately for eternal life, for your eternity. Because the world is offering you so many things which look attractive, but they are passing away. <laughs> Again, preparing, I was reflecting on my old man has a VW in the 1964 65 there, what they call the Beetle. And we had this driver. Even if you went to Wangara and came back, he would come and watch the car. To trade for and back, he would come and watch the car. But today, why is this? I'm sure it becomes sand. Nothing. But those are the things that our hearts are going for. If it is burdens, burdens, people are burdened. But as you do this and you don't have time to plan for your eternity, you are taking a gamble. You'll be taking a gamble. So the world and the things that it offers, that is the tail leg we are looking at. The world and the things that it offers, they may seem attractive. But they are not. They are just passing through. They will be bent. That is, if you read scripture and you believe in scripture, you won't let your heart be in this worldly things. And you'd rather pursue eternity and hold on to it. The last point which I like to look at has to do with what I will call and even still on the world, even still on the world, apart from the elements, I still believe in Daniel chapter 2, verses 43 and 44, which I think I've shared on before. Daniel 2, 43 and 44. He says, And whereas thou sowest iron mixed with merry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with the day. That is where the, let's stay on the verse 43. That is where, for example, the world is on with all the EU in their confused state, International Monetary Fund, UN, all of them. They are totally confused. But it's all coming to an end. Because I believe in the verse 44. The verse 44 says, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these other kingdoms. The kingdom that you and I are looking for will destroy all the kingdoms that have come. But that is what the world is ganging up. Whether it's the UN, IMF, European Union, they are all ganging up. They will end up at verse 43. I believe my Lord is coming to the verse 44. And that is why you must pursue eternity. And have a stake in it. It is a reality. 
And Daniel, this was revealed to Daniel in 580 BC. It's about 2,500 years. And me, I still believe in it. Because that is God's word that has been revealed and it's coming to pass. So you better prepare and have your stake in the coming kingdom. What are some of the motivations? In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, some things should motivate us to prepare. Yesterday, Brother Stanley spoke about a few. No tears, walking on the street of gold. But as some, a couple of them I'd like to mention before we close. He said, Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And listen to the verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that faded not reserved in heaven for you. It has been reserved. You and I, ours is to pursue what has been laid up for us and make sure this inheritance we get hold of it. God said it's been reserved. That is the assurance that we have. And for us, Gentiles, what he said is that the verse 3 said, we had an opportunity again. Let's go to the verse 3. Again, we've been begotten again. That word again, we have another opportunity. Let's not miss this opportunity. We blew it in Adam's garden. But he said, we have opportunity again. There's a lively hope that you and I have. And this time, let's not blow it. Let's not blow it. So for me, this should be an inspiration. It should inspire me to be there. Ephesians 2, verses 11 to 13, should also give us hope. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, who were even called the name, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at the time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without a God in the world. Remember we said we want eternity with God. We have an opportunity here. We are no more strangers. Verse 13. But now in Christ, Jesus, ye who sometimes were far away off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. We have another opportunity. We couldn't. We didn't have a place. But the Lord has been merciful on us. Philippians chapter 3, verse 21, 20 and 21, and then maybe we'll bring it to a close. Philippians chapter 3, 20 and 21. For our conversation is in heaven. If we are pursuing eternity, it says, For you and I, our conversation is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. According to the working whereby he is able to subdue all things unto himself. Where is your conversation? 
What are the things that engage you? You know, sometimes people say that, but you know, we've heard the word. Sometimes, let's have a little bit of fun. Let's do this. Brethren, in trying to have a little bit of fun, that may be your little living. That little fun may destroy all what you have prepared for. Let's keep to the pure doctrine that we have. Let's keep to the pure word, the truth that we have. A little play. Again, sometimes people say, all work and no play. This matter is not a matter for all work and no play. It is a matter of seriousness. And I believe that saints of old, they knew what they were longing for. And therefore, they didn't give any chance for any play. And for me, it is so relevant for us to draw lessons from. Because in that little play, for some, it will turn out to be a big game. And they may be swallowed up. What the Lord has promised us, if you don't pursue and work towards it, if I don't do that, there has to be a deliberate discipline. The Lord, I need to long for what He said before me. I must get it. I must be there. And if that is the case, we need to resolve. That sometime after they've preached, therefore they ask them, so what do I do? What do I do? What did the early saints do? Simple faith, simplicity, the word, spending time in the word, prayer, devotion to the truth, following Jesus to the letter, Denying themselves, holding on righteousness, truth. They didn't play with it because they knew it was a serious matter. There are so many distractions, so many things taking our joy. But, brethren, these four points that I've mentioned preparation, a lesson from the saints who have gone ahead of us. The influence and the effect of the world. But last but not the least, let's focus on what eternity offers us. Let our conversation be heavenly. Let our lives be heavenly. And I believe that as we do that, we'll be on course as people who really have decided to make it. And before we leave, let's look at these prayer topics tonight. Our first prayer is that the Lord should preserve us unto His heavenly kingdom. Secondly, we should be constantly looking for the Savior. Looking for the blessed hope. Last but not the least, the Lord should purify us unto people who shall be a peculiar people. 
we are peculiar people and let's remain like that. Let's not try to be familiar with the world. You know, as you try to be familiar with the world, you may be overtaken by events. Scripture says we are peculiar people. Let's remain peculiar and strange and foreigners on this land. Shall we rise even as we begin to reflect on these prayer topics? That the Lord will preserve us. Unto the heavenly kingdom. Looking constantly for the Savior. Looking for the blessed hope. That the Lord should preserve us. Purify us. For it's the heavenly calling. May nothing distract us. Nothing should distract us. The Lord has only been merciful to us and provided us an opportunity for us to be with Him. I pray that we will focus how the Lord has been merciful to us to provide for us eternity to be spent with Him. Mine is to pursue it and make it to the end. Yours is to pursue it and make it to the end. We should be longing for heavenly things. Laying up our treasures in heaven. Not to be distracted. Not to Father help us. Lord, help us. Whatever revelation that the saints of old courts reveal same to us. What will make them longing for you? Longing to be with you. Longing to be in your presence. They live their lives as people who are completely strangers. They say, we are no part in this earth. We are no part in this world. We don't belong here. For the Lord has prepared a place for us. Our God has prepared a place for us. Let's pursue it until we've gotten hold of it. Let's pursue it until we enter. Father, preserve each one of us gathered here tonight. That none of us None of us should miss it. That we all should apply our hearts to it. And work to make it a reality. Father, help us. Help us to take our eyes off all those things that have been a distraction. Preserve us. Preserve us, Lord. Father, preserve us. Even as we endeavor to pursue eternity. Let us catch the vision. Let us catch the revelation. To be with you. Father, we thank you.
Lord, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Oh, we are grateful unto you for tonight. Father, we bless your holy name. Oh, what a great provision you've made for us. Eternity with God. Eternity in the presence of God. I pray that none of us will take it lightly. But all our hearts will go for it. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Father, for we have decided to follow you. There is no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. press forward to the mark of our calling for it is not over until we enter until we enter it is not over so help us Lord to pursue what is said before us to focus on you to focus on our heaven going for there is no turning back Amen when I pray for 